Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and co-parents of all ages, this podcast is for you. Introducing in the center ring, the amicable divorce expert, Judith Weigel. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about honesty or its cousin, dishonesty. And the title of this podcast is, or this podcast episode is, Dishonesty is the D word in divorce. It is the worst thing you can do in a divorce is to be dishonest. But you know what's really interesting though? Divorce can make fairly honest people dishonest temporarily, but I want to help you get over that. So the people who listen to this podcast are well-intentioned people that are in a tough situation about getting divorced, about changing the course of their lives. And sometimes can be thrown a little off center. Maybe it's not really their natural disposition to lie or to be untruthful, but here's what happens. Divorce is fraught with fear. People go from trusting each other in a marriage to feeling like they don't know each other once the divorce conversation takes place. Then they start either misreading each other or drawing inaccurate conclusions about the way their spouse may want to approach anything from the financial discussion that is a necessary part of divorce to the children. So here's what happens in a relationship. You're married. There's a cocoon of trust that you pull around the relationship and you allow each other to do things without questioning quite often because you trust each other. In a marriage, you have roles assigned. One person makes money, one person raises the children. If both people are working and making money and both participating in raising the children, that's great. But sometimes there'll be Well, quite often, there'll be one person who earns a lot more money than the other. Maybe it's because of the industry that person is in. It just makes more money for people. I mean, teachers who are some of the most important people on the planet make the least amount of money. And what a shame because they have an enormous responsibility to grow society from the youth up in a way that benefits everybody in a country. Okay. So you have roles in a marriage. Now, one person may know a lot more about money and financing. That person may be in charge of the income taxes. That person will be in charge of investing and growing the assets of a family. And so that's normal. That's fine. Or you may be in a relationship where one person just doesn't want to talk about money. And if the spouse who has released the responsibility to grow finances asks questions, they may not get the answers. They may be put off. They may be asked, don't you trust me? When all you want to do is have an open conversation 
about the finances. So this is tough. And generally, these are the relationships that break down, by the way. Because if you have a spouse who's interested but is not the money maker and allows the other spouse to do what they do well, make money, well, you might be shot down. You It, it might come to bear that you're ostracized, you're pushed out, you're not allowed in on the conversation. Well, you know what? Marriage is a two-way street. That's not a healthy relationship. And so these relationships eventually break down and then what happens? Well, you have to share with each other the assets and debts that you have in the marriage. And if the and if one spouse has been completely shut out of the financial conversation, they're at a loss. First of all, the trust is gone because you've changed the tone of the relationship. You're getting divorced now. So that cocoon of trust doesn't exist anymore. And you're going to start misreading. You're going to start overreacting. But as part of this, you may be reacting properly. Come on, we have to talk about assets and debts now. Well, the legal system is set up so that everybody has to provide an accurate accounting of assets and debts. It just has to be that. That is the way it is. So worry less about whether you're going to know about everything that's going on in the family portfolio. You will know. So you'll hire somebody. You'll hire either a lawyer. And that person has several ways of making sure that the assets and debts are provided. And if they're not provided on the first pass of doing an asset and debt disclosure form, there are layered ways in which an attorney will get to the heart of this. And then you have forensic accountants. So if you have a huge portfolio, if you're very lucky to be wealthy, you will probably have a forensic accountant taking part in the conversation. And the forensic accountant, well... This is what I call them. I call them little legal detectives. They have a way of researching beyond what the normal person has. And what they can uncover is an amazing backstory of assets and possibly debts. And so they're, they're expensive, but they're worth their weight in gold, no pun intended, if you have a high net worth portfolio. So I don't want you to worry as much as you maybe are if you're in the middle of a divorce or about to enter a divorce and you're not really sure about what the family has that would be community property or in the position of being divided. People definitely lie about the amount of money they make so that they don't have to pay as much in child and spousal support. Okay, this is interesting because this piggybacks onto another conversation about income tax forms. So while you're married and not talking about divorce, I don't know if I'm shocking people, but people lie on their income tax. It's horrible to lie on your income tax. It always comes back to haunt you. Always. And you know what's funny? People will lie about the money that they make. One spouse will know the other spouse gets money under the table. And that's just fine when they're 
uh, well, it's not fine, but to them, it's fine when they're putting their income tax reports together. But now you're getting divorced and maybe there's child and spousal support slash alimony to pay. Okay, now these income tax reports bite you in the butt. They're not your best friends anymore. They're not the documents that a judge can go to, that a lawyer can go to, that a forensic accountant can go to and make sense of how child and spousal support are going to be dealt with. But you can't turn back. If you both signed off on income tax reports, knowing that the amount of money you made is inaccurate, those income tax reports stand. Unless you want to tell the federal government you both lied, that's where the starting point is going to be, those income tax reports. So I would suggest right now, anybody considering getting divorced, you make your next income tax report as squeaky clean as humanly possible. Because you're going to need those as your guiding light. Re- going through uh, earnings for child and spousal support. I-, I can't tell you how easy it is for me to figure out when people are lying. It's just so easy. The way they fill out the disclosure forms, I know they don't make sense. People's expenses are two and three times more than they're telling me their incomes are. And they don't have enormous credit card debt. So really, you don't think I know you're lying and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not an attorney. There's nothing I can do about it. But you're really hurting yourselves when that happens. And I just stand by and I watch. An attorney will get busy on it, that's for sure, but I can't do much about it. Even as a mediator, I can't do much about it, except help you from from the point of mediation forward, be more honest and accurate about what you're filing. So what does an income tax form have? It not only has income, but it has um, depreciable assets. What does your credit report have? It has debt. I mean, these instruments together can be very beneficial um, to helping sort out assets and debts to be divided and to help substantiate what child and spousal support would be. But to lie about what you make is ridiculous. And I know society, I I know corporations lie, wealthy people aren't accurate. I know this goes on in the world, but I work in the field of divorce. So I'm just going to tell you how important honesty is in every aspect of your life. It's extremely important. It makes you the person you are. I mean, if you want people to respect you, to believe you once they really get to know you, once they do business with you, once they interact with you on a financial level, be honest. There's nothing better than honesty. You could sleep at night being honest. You know, there are health consequences for being dishonest. There really are. I want to tell you about how easy it is to figure out if people are hiding assets. 
So there was a case that a forensic accountant was telling me about. And the case was huge, tons of attorneys on both sides. And the husband was definitely not forthcoming with assets, financial assets, holdings. And this forensic was so brilliant. So she took the name of all the financial institutions that were written on the disclosure form and she started researching them. And you know how Google Maps will put photographs of the outside of buildings on websites? She got all those photographs and she determined what was the truth about the finance, several of the financial assets that were huge that were being reported inaccurately. And she also uncovered a scheme that the husband, obviously he was not her client. The wife was her client. Other people were representing the husband. So there was a giant meeting in the boardroom of her company and she presented the scheme and how the shell game was being presented merely by doing research that you and I could do. This is how easy it is to figure out when people are not being forthcoming about hidden assets or the value of assets. So she started on the trail of unfolding all of the financial information that was provided by him to his attorneys and by his unknowing attorneys to her firm. And before she could get to the conclusion, his attorney stood up and said, that's enough. We've heard everything. We need to hear. We'll get back to you. And they gathered up their client and the staff of attorneys, and they walked out of the boardroom. And it completely changed the way the settlement was going. It was that easy to figure out. There's another case that I found fascinating. And it was a case of claiming, one spouse claiming no money, destitute, uh, wasn't spending money properly, had an issue with money, couldn't hold on to money. And there were some very serious expenses uh, husband and wife had to go through for their children, very serious expenses. So... There was an issue of dividing a tax obligation and paying for the health care of the ongoing health care of their children. And so the initial decision was wife would pay for the health care of the children. Husband would deal with the tax implications. When it came time to seriously sign off and file, husband completely changed and said, destitute, no money, wife, not only are you going to have to pay for our kids, but you're going to have to pay for the um, the, tax impl- the, the tax debt. She did a little research and uncovered holdings that he had that would have handled the tax debt two or three times over. It wasn't that hard to figure out. So my message is twofold. My message is, first of all, don't lie. It's pointless. It's a waste of time. It's ridiculous. 
I do understand that people have personality disorders. You can be a sociopath, which means lying means nothing to you. Okay, well, you know, that's a tough nut. You can be a narcissist who doesn't want to be told to be forthcoming. A little different than a sociopath. A sociopath has no moral fiber whatsoever. A sociopath has no conscience. A sociopath is a pathological liar. That's a really uphill battle. And in that case, you really have to decide what's worth it to you. If there's a ton of money on the table and it's worth it for you to investigate in professional services to go after that money, fine. But look at how much money there is on the table. Maybe you just want to cut your losses, get out of the divorce, and who cares? I mean, these are decisions some people have to make, seriously. But if you if you do your diligence and just start doing some research and just start seeing what's what and what you have to work with and how you can in the least cost way possible uncover the paper trail of assets and if it's easy for the court to make a decision for the asset to be divided, for the asset to be sold, for the asset to be dealt with somehow, some way, you you can you, you can be successful. You really, really can be. The worst thing you can do is lie. Just in life, the worst thing you can do is lie. Do not think that you can pull one over on your spouse or the attorneys if you're the one listening to this podcast. Smart legal professionals and your spouse will figure out the scope of deceit. Forensic accountants can be hired to sort out the layers of details to show the real value of assets and debts. And it's a no-win situation to lie. If you're the higher wage earner, you can always make more money. So, you know, there is a very, or was, I don't, I don't know that he's still actively in business. A very successful um, retailer in Los Angeles and uh, the company that I purchased 13 years ago or 11 years ago, whatever. Um, the previous owner did two of this, two divorces for this man who said, I can always make more money, give her whatever she wants. I mean, that was so amazing to me. I can't tell you. If you're a moneymaker, I want you to listen to me. If you're the higher wage earner, if you're the money maker, give your spouse what the what the law of the land allows for. Just do it. You can always make more money. That's the beauty of knowing how to make money. Not everybody understands how to make money. Not everybody can make a lot of money. It's it's a skill and a talent that some people have that others don't. Like love the fact that you have that skill and talent. You can always make more money. What you will do if you graciously provide to your spouse what the law of your state requires, first of all, you will be respected more than you know. And that's really, really important. And you will be doing the right thing. I mean, nothing, nothing's better than doing the right thing. 
And if you are hiding money because you think the more money you have, the more respect you will get, you'll get so much more respect. If you come clean, this is what we have. I'm so sorry I never shared the information with you, but I want to now. I want to make divorce the opportunity for me to turn this around and do the right thing by you. Now, if you're the other spouse and you're tired of being muzzled and put in a corner and not being and, 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 and information not being shared with you, use this opportunity to say, this is the time I'm going to stand up for myself and I'm going to ask for what I'm legally allowed to ask for. I'm going to do it in a fair and honest way. And I'm not going to let fear overcome me. I'm just not going to let that happen. Most importantly, don't lie about your feelings. When people can be honest about the way they feel, why they entered the marriage, how they viewed their role in the marriage, and why they want a divorce, how they view divorce, and their role in the divorce, the division of assets, the co-parenting, all of these conversations can take place honestly without worry. It's the healthiest thing to do. Honesty will remove an emotional burden that is stressing you out mentally, emotionally, and physically. You know, I had a recent conversation with somebody who is uh, in the middle of uh, custody and child support issues. And as we're going through how to write a brief to the court, you know, how to organize your thoughts, how to keep things minimal, just the facts, ma'am. Um, the judge can only process so much information at one time. So writing 20 pages means nothing. I just want the judge to know everything. I don't care. I want to let it know. Just the facts. Just the facts. Um, the judge can't deal with a roller coaster ride of emotions. But we're talking about this and I'm just explaining, you know, how to write something and, you know, keep it specific to the issue. Don't go off tangent. Um, the judge will love you for that. And will you'll put the judge in a better position to be able to make a decision about the real issues you're there in court for. At the end of this conversation, she says to me, you know, I do think he's, she, she, first of all, I think said he was bi, bisexual. And then she ends, she said, you know what? I really think he's gay and that I don't care about. It's fine. I think he can't come out to his parents and therefore it has really altered his personality and he's mean to women and he's definitely mean to me. And he's always been mean to me, short relationship, but intense. And I, that stopped me in my tracks. That just leveled me. Because as I've talked about lying about assets and debts, lying about your income, lying on, on income tax reports, and explaining to you this all comes out in the wash. Don't worry about it. It all comes out in the wash. There are ways and mechanisms for this to be done. 
But when we're dealing with somebody who's lying about their authenticity, who they are as a person, as a human being, they cannot express themselves honestly, accurately, authentically. First of all, they they have to be mean. They have to keep people off guard so that people don't know who they really are. And if they could really express themselves genuinely, if you're gay, you're gay. I mean, whatever the situation is, if you can just be who you are, you, you'll treat each other, you'll treat people so much better than you have. You'll go over, you'll be able to pursue a career that you've always wanted. You'll be able to just be happy every day because when you're covering up the lie of who you are, there is nothing you can do to be happy, to be genuinely happy. And listen, I'm telling you this because I am no different than anybody else. When I have shame, when I don't, can't be vulnerable, when I feel I have to cover something up, because expressing what I really think, how I really feel, um, will somehow hurt me. I will do things to cover up. You know, people take drugs. I overeat. That's my issue. I overeat. But people have all sorts of substance abuse issues. I spend money. I spend too much money. As I'm thinking about what people have as their outlets for not being able to be honest about the way they feel and think. They'll take jobs that they don't like. Um, they'll, they'll engage in activities that they don't really like instead of engaging in activities that allow them to, to be who they are, to let their heart sing. It is, it is phenomenal how many people are not living their authentic lives. How do you think Tony Robbins has made a fortune? It's helping people live their authentic lives and get under the stories we tell about ourselves so that we can go out every day and be in the world. We lie to ourselves about who we are by the stories we tell ourselves and other people. Brene Brown. These are two people you need to Google if you don't know who they are. Brene Brown, B-R-E-N-E. She talks all about shame and vulnerability. And if you're covering up things about you that you feel will make people not like you, will feel that you feel uh, will have you unaccepted by society, by your family, by your church. That's a whole discussion unto itself. How churches, uh, by the teachings of the church, will force people to lie about who they are because they think they're doing the right thing. But these two people, Brene Brown and Tony Robbins, uh, Date with Destiny, it's a Netflix special. It's a four-part episode on Tony Robbins. It's called Date with Destiny. Watch that. Watch that if you're struggling 
with being honest about who you are. And Brene Brown, go on YouTube. You can find a bunch of um, speeches that she's given. And she's extremely funny, by the way. It, it, these are great. Um, but how important it is to communicate who you are, what you think, how you feel. Seriously, seriously important. So bringing this back to center now, you're about to go through a divorce. You're in the middle of divorce. Maybe you finished up a divorce, but you're co-parenting. Honesty is the only policy. There is no level of dishonesty that's going to benefit you or your spouse. And hopefully this little episode will uh, spawn a conversation between you and your spouse where you can sit down and just be honest with each other. Maybe you just will start with, did we even make the right decisions to marry, decision to marry when we did? You know, it could start with that. Wrong decision, great courtship, fun, but maybe one of you had a pit in, their, in your stomach that it really wasn't the right relationship to pursue as a marriage. You did it anyway, all sorts of reasons, all sorts of influences. You'd been dating for a while. Your families were connected. Um, why not? I, I mean, there are just so many different reasons why people marry the wrong person. That's a lie unto itself. If you've married the wrong person, well, it's not going to work out or you're not going to be that happy in the relationship. Maybe just that. Two great people. You just married the wrong person. You know, talk about that. It's a tough one to talk about, by the way. But if there's an opportunity at all to sit down with your spouse and just say, can we just get honest with each other? Because I don't want to hate you. I don't want to fear you. I don't, I, if I, if we have to co-parent, I want to co-parent well with you. Can we just sit down and be honest with one another? And let's come to compromises about how we want to move forward. As crazy as you think that may seem, it's worked in some cases. So I leave you with honesty is the best policy. The lies we tell ourselves move forward with the lies we tell other people. Start with yourself. Get as honest with yourself as you possibly can about the reason why you married, what happened in your marriage, and how you want the divorce to proceed going forward. I wish you a lot of luck. These are tough conversations, but if you can tackle them, your life will turn around. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't, if you've just run across this randomly. And please speak to me about other episodes you would like through my website, theamicabledivorceexpert.com. Uh, I have speaker pipe and you can email me that way. But as always, I leave you with have an amicable day. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining us. Be good to yourselves, be kind to your spouse, and cherish your children above all else. <laughs>